You're tuned into the 58th episode of the Rio Blanco County Community Newscast, featuring news highlights from the June 24th, 2021 print edition of the Rio Blanco Herald Times. Much of the paper this week focuses on water, temperatures, and wildfires. On the front page, you'll find a photo of the Oil Springs fire, which had grown to more than 7,000 acres as of press time, prompting evacuations and road closures, including Highway 139, Douglas Pass. Officials say multiple large fires regionally and nationwide are making it difficult to access additional crews and equipment for full fire suppression thus far. A Type 3 incident team is working the fire along with BLM crews. In related news, the White River is flowing near a record low, according to historical data. Dr. Bob Dorsett painted a grim picture when presenting to the White River Alliance last week, noting that projected trends for runoff, stream flow, and precipitation look dismal in both the near and long terms. What we're seeing now is a bifurcation in the precipitation regime, where every now and again we get dumped on with these enormous storms like Hurricane Harvey. And uh, on the other hand, uh, in odd years, uh, we will see really, really bad drought. The long-term trend is going to be worsening drought, but we may see some variability, including some really heavy uh, precipitation events. But again, the the long-term is not looking real rosy, and this is probably what we're in for for the foreseeable future. Dorset's presentation centered on a few key points. One, runoff is very low with snowpack in the Yampa White River Basin at 1% of the historical average. Two, algae is already beginning to bloom in the White River. And three, there are early signs of stress to fish populations. What we're seeing is the effect of a, a, a global shift in climate, which is having particular effect on our region of the, of the world. Uh, we certainly have a voice. It takes political action at a, at a global scale to make real change. More on drought conditions, including statistics, graphs, and photos, start on the front page. But that's not all, said the cat. Oh no, that is not all. That is what the cat said. Then he fell on his head. In all seriousness, we did manage to squeeze one more story on the front page this week following an early meeting on Wednesday morning at the Rio Blanco County Courthouse. In response to legal counsel from Rio Blanco County contract attorney Todd Starr, RBC commissioners Jeff Rector and Ty Gates convened the special meeting to discuss the handling and or release of particular executive session recordings and to discuss hostile work environment claims. Commissioner Gary Moyer was excluded from the meeting due to a conflict of interest. By the end of the meeting, Commissioners Ty Gates and Jeff Rector approved two motions, the first of which was to authorize the release of all prior executive session recordings involving Dave Moreland and RBC Road and Bridge employee Roy Gilbert by declaring them as, quote, open sessions, end quote. The same motion also authorized the release of Moreland's personnel file pending a waiver from Moreland. The second motion authorized contract attorney Todd Starr to procure an independent firm to investigate claims of a hostile work environment. That's a term with some real significant potential consequences to the county. If I own a business on Main Street and one of my employees says there's a hostile environment, I'm almost under a duty or an obligation to investigate that claim and then, if appropriate, to take action. Uh, Ken, do you have any? 
You know, I'd like to take the opportunity to say that I have never claimed there was a hostile work environment. I know that uh, Mr. Moyer has said that in Facebook uh, because I was totally surprised by my non-reappointment. Of course, I didn't have any opportunity to claim any kind of hostile work environment, and I never experienced a hostile work environment, primarily because Mr. Moyer wasn't a commissioner yet. More on the special meeting, again, is on the front page. In a 7-0 unanimous vote, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled against Initiative 16, also known as the Pause Act, on the basis that it did not meet the single-subject requirements for a citizen ballot initiative. The Pause Initiative, which stands for Protect Animals from Unnecessary Suffering and Exploitation, was widely opposed by the agriculture industry and by veterinarians, as it would have criminalized many commonly accepted animal care practices and banned livestock slaughter of animals younger than one quarter of their anticipated lifetime. Read more on page 3A. This week in the opinion editorial section, we have two pieces from Writers on the Range. On page 5A, Jonathan Golden discusses the systemic problem of underpaid federal firefighters and a lack of resources to pay them or keep them employed year-round. Golden says, quote, we all know that today's wildfires are longer, more damaging, and more frequent than ever before. We also know that men and women are putting their lives on the line for less than they'd earn at McDonald's. End quote. Also on 5A, Kay Sullivan tells her story of adventure on the Oregon coast while dealing with a broken-down Tahoe. She's okay, just so you know, and seems to be enjoying herself regardless of the events taking place. We could probably all use a bit more of that energy. Up on 4A, Dave Marston from Riders on the Range reflects on interviews with old-time Paonia residents discussing a time when water was plentiful. Also on 4A, HD staff reiterates the paper's long-term record of waving the red flag about sunshine law violations, transparency issues, bizarre policy decisions, and the like, among other topics. Area residents enjoyed the return of the annual White River Community Club Fish Fry June 12th at the Buford School. Proceeds from the fundraiser, which includes deep-fried whitefish from the White River, and all the accompanying side dishes go towards continued maintenance and improvements at the historic schoolhouse. Find photos on page 6A. Rio Blanco County now has the second highest rate of COVID cases per population in Colorado, just behind Moffitt County. 18 new cases were reported between June 14th and 20th, with three new hospitalizations during that time. Currently, 20% of all reported cases are requiring hospitalization. As of Monday, two were hospitalized and 16 cases were still active. More on the reasons for the increase and statistics on hospital capacity in the region are on page 7A. This week in sports news, Rio Blanco tracksters on both ends of the county are heading to state competitions this week. The Rangeley Panthers are sending eight athletes and the Meeker Cowboys are sending 23. Results from recent track meets and names of all athletes competing in state competitions start on page 1B. You can also find photos and results of the ongoing Meeker Summer Rodeo Series on page 3B. 125 years ago, the Meeker Herald published, quote, If people would not persist in dreaming that they are individually an exception to the laws of nature, there would not be so many disappointments in life, end quote. 50 years ago, the Rangeley Times wrote, quote, Four young men have been arrested and charged with burglary by the Rio Blanco County Sheriff's Department. Two of the men stole a sheep wagon from Nine Mile, while the other two stole a trailer home from Little Beaver. End quote. 
More from past editions of the Rio Blanco Herald Times as in days gone by on page 4B. That's all for this week's news highlights. I'm your host, Luke Turner, reminding you that if you have news tips, suggestions, or comments, please send us an email, give us a call, or stop by the office. You can, of course, find all of our contact information in the newspaper. There is significantly more information in print and online, and more stories not referenced here online at ht1885.com. And thank you for supporting community journalism.